0: Hello, welcome to the Pit Stop Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Brayden Dowler-Coltman. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Jordan Dowler-Coltman. We are here to talk about the race last weekend in uh, Spain, right? Spain. That's correct. And we're gonna be teeing up the race this upcoming weekend. Very exciting race, Monaco, the outdoor extravaganza through the streets. That's what's so exciting about Monte Carlo. Uh, I'm really excited to start. Uh, Monte Carlo, am I right? Oh, it's Monaco. Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo Monaco. Is the city.
1: Yeah, the, the little fishing town of Monte Carlo. Apparently, the, it's the very richest very nice cities place. in the world. Yeah, yeah. Or at All least right, they make it, it look
0: very nice. All right, here we go. All right, uh, there was a big race last weekend. Spain, Barcelona. The Grand Prix? Two weeks ago. Well, so here's the thing, Jordan. It was two weeks ago, and I can hardly remember it. What were your thoughts?
1: Well, it wasn't a particularly exciting race in most senses. We didn't have a lot of action. Uh, We didn't have a lot of yellow flags or anything like that. So we we got to see, again, another head-to-head Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen race, where, again, uh, Lewis got the better of Max with a little bit of uh, just superior strategy i think what we're really starting to see is that regardless of whether or not the red bull car is tuned uh to be just a little bit faster and it's designed this year than the mercedes when you put them out on a racetrack uh sometimes flat out speed just isn't enough mercedes has better full race strategy obviously you know they've won seven championships in a row they know what they're doing um and they're definitely the the experience I would say right now has been the difference. Um I think you were also starting to see Max or stop and get a little bit frustrated, get a little bit uh annoyed that he hasn't quite been able to uh to dominate the way that the car he's in uh would would suggest he should be able to. So that's that's sort of the storyline so far. But it hasn't disappointed. We got the year the way we expected the year to be head to head, Lewis being pushed by Max and uh it was another one of those races.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, it was nice to see that, uh, who came in third. Bottas. Yeah. That's the thing. It was, I mean, I was going to say it's nice to see McLaren kind of keeping pace. Uh, Um,
1: I actually thought they had a bit of a, a weaker race last week, but you're right. They have been better this season. Two weeks ago. ago, Yeah. Sorry. Um, they did struggle a little bit, um, uh, in compared to how they had qualified, but, um, yeah, that car's still getting a little bit better with that new Mercedes engine as we've talked about many times, but um but still, definitely room for them to uh, to improve. Uh, in fact, Ricardo out um, out Norris last week. But Norris signing a new contract this w- year, uh, this week, so he's set up for next year with McLaren again. So obviously, uh, nice. you know, he is the future, and they'll continue to push. Um, the big, the big um, sort of impressive fi- finish I thought last week, or pardon me, two weeks ago, last race I should say, uh, in Barcelona was Charles Leclerc getting his, his first real sort of sniff at the podium. He was able to finish in fourth so we got some good points for the for the ferrari team that's definitely having a bounce back year after a real struggling uh trip out last year and even the year before that to be honest but ferrari looking to be almost rounding back into form um perez took a little step back he finished fifth but uh did did have a good race and then i for me um just based on the eye test of sunday race i thought one of the most impressive Um, drivers out there was uh, Ocon in the Alpine. He finished ninth, but he also qualified, I believe, up in the top 10 um, as well the day before on Saturday. So he had his best qualifying of the season Yeah, he finished. He qualified fifth, so he started fifth on the grid. So he did fall a little bit to ninth, which I'm sure to his mind would have been a little bit of a letdown. But considering um, his teammate Alonso didn't finish in the top ten, in fact, he was all the way back at 17. um, It's great to see Ocon pushing that that uh, French car uh, the way he's been pushing it, and I would say he's definitely one to keep a keep an eye on in the middle of the pack. Someone who could be competing for. some some points every weekend and that's exciting um so yeah like I said he finished in, in ninth so that was a good finish for him
0: I want to talk about Haas for a second are are they gonna are they gonna do anything this year is this a write off year with these two new drivers like w- w- what are your expectations of Haas from what you've seen so far and like is uh is our fun buddy uh who's who's the director Gunther. on that team uh, Gunther is his
1: job on the line this year You'd think maybe, I mean, the truth is, uh, they are in a far, far, by far and away the worst car. So it's, you know, yeah. usually in the last couple of years, it's been Williams and Haas has been a little bit better. Only a few years ago, they were competing for the middle of the table. You know, they were in the fifth yeah. or sixth best car, um, yeah they're now way, 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 way down there. So that's definitely, I mean, they're not coming out here expecting to win races. They're, they'll be desperate to try to get points, but they have two young drivers, one with a, a lot of experience and one with not a lot of experience. So a lot of different things are, are happening week in and week out to, as those drivers continue to develop. I will say um, qualifying last week, um, Uh, Mick Schumacher actually out-qualified not only his own teammate, but one of the Williams for the first time this season. So they didn't finish back of the pack um, to start the race. Uh, He finished in 18th, but there was still a Williams behind him. Latifi qualified lower than him by a couple hundredths of a second. So at least there's some improvement if you can find some silver lining in that. But I would say Mick Schumacher has the highest sort of potential um, of – of any of the rookies this year. I mean, Sonoda, I think has surprised a lot of people, but he's obviously in a better car. Um, Mick Schumacher, you know, having one F two and he's just a, he's a really, really great driver. And yes, obviously, you know, his name is a big part of it. People have paid attention to him because of that, but he's also earned his own stripes in his own way. He drives really, really fast. He's very aggressive. Yeah. And of course, yeah, the pedigree is there. So I would say it's his job this, this year to just get, some experience gets as many laps in he's going to be pushing push that car as far as he can so that's what i look for from haas i'd like to see him start to compete for you know 15th and 16th and well, then move sure. up to 14th I mean, and 13th and eventually maybe you can fight for points but probably not this season no
0: not in that yeah haas if, if i'm gene haas like what's the value and i've never really quite understood this like obviously you want to have competition in the sport and yes there's already going to be a tier um uh i don't know like what would you call it just the, the format the way that it goes there are top tier uh, right? cars and then there's your middle of the pack and then there's your 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 uh your cars that are following up or or the lapped you know teams <laughs> yeah exactly. uh but w- what's the value twice, of having a car that's constantly like haas both, is both haas haas is not they're not going to beat Mercedes. They're not going no, to no, beat... No, and that's not what they're I trying to
1: do. They're definitely not... What are they interested. trying to do? I, this Well, is the they're thing trying to F1 compete not... for points. They're trying to compete for points. Remember, the the, the the money in the sport is made through not just results, but through sponsorship. So sponsors. really, they're out there with a bunch of sponsors slapped stra- to the yeah. side of the car, and their job is to perform as best they possibly can for that. Yes, of course, right. they have a long-term plan of building a team that can find success and eventually compete. But the truth is, the sport, like you said, has top teams, middle teams and bottom teams. And they're a bottom team. They're a perennial bottom team. They have in the past, a couple of years ago, sort of found some mediocre success where the real competition in, in the current table exists, you know, is for that third through fifth spot, right? That's where the, the teams that have good cars um, that aren't going to be winning you know the drivers of the the constructors championship. They're fighting for right. those positions because every step up that ladder increases the money your team's making, millions and millions right, of dollars. Right. So let's just the competition for. for the sport, just for a second. Like the the
0: the structure of the sport. I know we're kind of pushing this uh, on this this topic, but uh, you know, look at look at basketball and hockey and all of those team sports where the competition is spread throughout. Uh, you know, in the off season. The bottom teams draft a player hopefully they're able to you know build their way up uh the next year you can't see that in this sport so is there ever going to be a time you know like there's the one concept well even next year where there's going to be a, you know, a cap or budget restrictions or a certain echelon where every team has to participate Will that will we actually see that change uh, uh the competition in the sport and
1: the the like do, do you think that there's a future where we see Haas actually competing at the top no, I don't think so. I don't think that's how the board is designed. So it's there isn't. There's never going to be parity. Yes, they're trying to find some. They're trying to increase the competitive level because I think after almost now almost a decade of Mercedes being at the top, other um, interests surrounding the sport are finding that they're they're struggling. With that part of it, you know, you want to be able to compete for the championship if you're a top five team. But if you're a bottom five team, remember there's 10 teams in the sport, you you can't all be competing for number one. It's just not going to, there's just not... There's just, it's too complicated a sport, right? So you have teams that are designed to be the middle team. That's what their goal is. Their target is, is to just be in the middle there, to compete for what those things are. Um, Haas, I think, has set themselves up in a a smart way this year to have stripped their experienced drivers away. They've put in some rookies. They're going to treat their program right now as a development program. You know, yes, they're still competing in F1, so they have to be able to meet some level of standard. But their goal is to compete with the Alfa Romeos and right now the Aston Martin's and the other sort of bottom five teams, you know. But look at a team like Alfa Torre, who like four or five years ago would have been considered out of that top five team. Well, they're fighting now in the last two seasons not only are do we see them i mean they won a race last year but they're fighting for some podiums and they're competing to be a top five team right which means that one or both their drivers is getting points every every race they're pushing the car each each trip out to get it better and more competitive and then slowly they can fight for position four position three and and slowly move up that table the same way you know mclaren has gotten better over the last couple of years to now where they're a competitive team year in and year out. They've, you know, they've had, and we've seen Ferrari go through a rebuild and they're in their same place now where they're coming back up to compete at the top. So that's kind of how the sport works. It's a little weird. I know. And you can't really compare it to any other thing, but motorsports is sort of its own, its own animal.
0: It's own breed.
1: All right. That was, uh, that was Spain.
0: That was some thoughts. Uh, That was topic one. This episode of the Pit Stop Podcast is brought to you by Roma Pizza and Donaire. We all know that the best thing about Edmonton is the many Donair options. And I know if you're like me, it can be overwhelming and stressful trying to hunt down the best. Well, my friends, we have found it and it's time you did too. Roma Pizza and Donair in Westbrook Aspen Gardens is Edmonton's best kept secret. There's nothing quite like piping hot meat getting shaved and served with a generous ratio of sweet sauce. And look, I know someone out there is saying, yeah, no, that's not really my thing. Well, hold your horses, because there is more. Roma Pizza & Donaire not only serves Edmonton's Best Donaire, but they also offer Roma pizzas, dinner platters, chicken wings, chicken fingers, chicken nuggets, chicken talbuk, burgers, salads, subs, baklava, coconut cake, and with summer right around the snow-covered corner, they also have summer specials, deep-fried pickles and deep-fried Oreos. But hey, don't take my word for it. Sometimes tasting is believing to order. Call them at 780-944-9696. That's 780-944-9696. They're open every day except Sunday from 11 until 11 and open till midnight, Friday and Saturday. You can also follow them on Instagram at Roma Pizza Donner. All right. Topic two. Uh, Jordan just talked about Ferrari there. Uh, we are... It's going to be a big race for Ferrari this weekend. Uh, we are in Monaco yeah. at uh, the Circuit de Monaco.
1: Yeah, in the little fishing town of Monte Carlo, one of the wealthiest cities in the world, the casino capital of Europe. And nice. uh, it is one of the most beautiful and most fascinating races every year. Um, We didn't have it last year, obviously with COVID, but we're going to have it this year with 40% capacity. So there will be fans in the stands and on their yachts and on the boats (laughs) that surround the Harbor. Uh, It's one of the most scenic uh, races and in most years, and we'll see how it plays out this year. It's traditionally, you know, sprinkled with celebrities and glitz and glamor. And it's sort of this very, uh, Highfalutin signature race of F1 it is a street course, like Braden mentioned off the top, tight corners. Um, there's there really is no straightaway in this race. Uh, I think the top speed that any car gets to is about two seventy. that's kilometers. Mm. So it's fast, but it's not like on some of those flat out courses, like what we saw in Spain where you have like the, you know, the start finish areas on like a four or 500 yard straightaway, um, hard to pass here. Qualifying on Saturday is going to be crucial. And it's one of the most exciting parts of uh, the weekend. Um, so if you're not used to watching qualifying, I would recommend it this weekend because uh there will be incidents, people will hit walls trying to make those tight corners and and damage will affect how they qualify. So look for a couple teams to, you know, perform under their usual but also push their their machines and more specifically their drivers to limit. It's the hardest course, probably one of the hardest courses in the world for the drivers to drive just because you're there's really no time when There's you're no not turning the car and the car is constantly moving. Uh, um, yeah. so it's a, it's a very fun course. I watched some highlights from practice earlier on uh, Thursday and, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was exciting to see how, how competitive, uh, just even the practice r- runs were, uh, Alonso lost his front wing on a corner, both, yeah. um, Alonso at, on his second practice. And, and I believe it was also, uh, uh, Kimi Raikkonen, both of them had lockups at turn one where there's a little runoff area and both of them left the track. Um, trying to do as little damage to the car as they can, obviously, but lots lots of um, very narrow streets. So it's a lot of fun. There's a beautiful tunnel there they come in in from the bright sunlight into a dark tunnel and then back out the other side um we've seen some big crashes here but we've also seen some unbelievable finishes ricardo winning here a couple of years ago when he was still with red bull so uh look for some some of the the more technically skilled drivers to succeed and who do you think those technically skilled drivers are well i mentioned ricardo and the other thing to watch with ricardo that's going to be really fun is that um uh, mclaren has gotten special permission from the fia and from f1 to run a um a golf livery so the golf is a very famous oh, race sick. car if you haven't seen the golf google it uh, anyone who knows the car will know what the livery should already look like it's blue and this is the, and the, papaya the white and orange it's, oh, little, it's papaya sort of that orange. blue and papaya but it's man there's the nothing better than papaya, papaya orange um, but it's beautiful and it's a really, it's really fun to kind of get a new livery in there. Um, we saw it last year. Ferrari, I believe ran a darker red for one of their special races. So maybe the FI and F1 who have all these rules about liveries are slowly starting to relax them a little bit, which would be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so hopefully Lando Norris and Ricardo in that nor in that um, special Golf uh, livery can make it a special weekend for McLaren. They'll be very excited if that can happen. Obviously, you got to watch the top two guys. I think we're starting to see the tensions rise a little bit with with um, Hamilton and with Verstappen. Both of them were a little bit. Um, I don't know. There was some. There was some. Posturing, let's say, during their pre pre race weekend uh, press conference, uh, Hamilton was asked if he felt like Max was pushing him, and he sort of shot back, "No, I'm pushing myself," and uh, you know, Verstappen, I think. Is looking to get a little bit more respect than he than he feels he's getting, um, and the other guys, is Valtteri Bottas is the only guy right now who's in a position to catch either one of them. And if he wants to make this a three dog race, then he needs to be able to start putting um, some some first places on his resume this season, and 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 not just those third and and uh, runner up points. So those would be the guys I think have the best things to sort of start with you mentioned ferrari this is charles leclerc's home race so he'll be excited to uh to be out there and definitely has again something to something to prove and um other than that yeah it's really anybody's guess who's gonna have a good weekend
0: the the reason i did mention ferrari was that i I just looked into this because i remember it coming up in that uh netflix series but Ferrari lost a driver in Lorenzo Bandini back in 1967 in this race in Monaco and and you 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 touched on at the beginning this is a hard this is a hard track uh, which makes it exciting and that's what that's what I'm excited for not not the danger that comes with the uh, the tight turns but the fact that these drivers really do have to race it's now yeah. you know it's it's beyond just putting the pedal to the metal Uh, how fast you can go. It's about, um, yeah, the technique on cornering. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see how many uh, pit stops we we see if it's if it's it's not usually raining i think in monaco and they,
1: no and the weather looks
0: pretty good this weekend so it should be okay so so that's good weather won't be a factor there
1: but i will say the other when you talk about we talked about leclerc uh carlos sainz also had a great weekend of qualifying or pardon me of, of practice so far the thursday practice he was he, he finished both sessions in second overall when it came to full lap time so he he he's he's pushing that car really well too and i think um he could definitely have a good re- week and a little bit of history on the line. We've we, we've seen this race in and race out, at, especially through last year with Lewis. Obviously, he's chasing the record of most uh, uh, drivers' championships this year. If he can win that, he'll he'll edge Michael Schumacher to be the, the greatest driver of all time by uh, by uh, yeah. championships. However, uh, in this race specifically in Monaco, two drivers, one of them being Lewis, the other one actually being. Um, Uh, Being Vettel, both have a chance to get their eighth podium at Monaco. So even if it's second or third, if they get on the podium, either one of them, eight will be their total number, and that will pass Artin Senna who holds the record right now for F1 for most Monaco victories. The great Artin Senna who also died in a tragic accident, not in Monaco, but but a, a very famous race driver and one of those guys who's sort of on that Mount Rushmore of drivers. He has eight podiums to his name, both uh, Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel sitting at seven. So if either one of them can hit the podium, uh, they will surpass Senna. Well, and this is why I feel so bad for Bottas. It's like this guy,
0: this guy has the ability to compete. And uh, I wonder how much Mercedes is, is also setting them aside, you know, saying we already know that their strategy and technique and pushing your number one driver, you know, in, in front of, uh, in front of the B driver. I don't really know why that makes sense all the time, but it seems to be what the strategy is and the B driver usually lets it happen, but, but, I just don't see how, uh, how Bottas even just his confidence can, can be successful uh, w- when you're driving with <laughs> Lewis. Yeah. And
1: we, s- we did see last week, we didn't mention this, but we did see a, an incident where Hamilton was coming up behind Bottas and Bottas was asked over the radio to yield and give him the right of way. And he took at least a couple more turns and a couple more corners before he finally gave way to Lewis. I, in fact, I, I, if I remember correctly, I think Lewis had to fight to pass him. I don't think he gave, gave him the space, which I
0: think is what you should be doing.
1: Bottas is in the lead. No, totally. And for Mercedes, both of their drivers doing well, obviously gains them the most points in the constructors race. And they're obviously, they're both competing for one of their drivers to win. But you know, as a team, they want to win the the constructors championship too. So there is a lot of, you know, 3d chess going on strategically with, with, both teams' uh, drivers, both teams' engineers, and figuring out how they're going to race strategy-wise. They obviously want both cars up there because having two cars uh, also is going to push uh, Verstappen. Um, and they want to be able to be in a strategic position to undercut him with with one or both of those cars. So it definitely helps them to have them both competing. And And so far this season, Bottas has done a pretty good job of that. Obviously, he, he left the, the race... Um, a couple of weeks ago, after that incident with the Williams of George Russell who hit him, um, but other than that, he has been able to still be be a factor uh, for Mercedes, which is what they which is what they want. But yeah, it's part of the, it's part of the game. It's part of the sport for sure. We did see an incident a couple of years ago too here with Red Bull, with the two of them coming together. It was Ricardo and Verstappen, and they collided, and both of them their race was over. So you never know what'll happen in Monaco, but uh, that's why it's one of the most exciting races. One of my favorite Monaco stories is uh, a couple of years ago uh Kimmy Raikkonen who's always one of those interesting characters and I think I in fact I think this weekend he was asked um well is Monaco a little extra special and he said no it's just like any other race. He's just he's just <laughs> he's one of those guys who's seen a lot and been everywhere and sort of his attitude is always say la vie but you know he still gets up in the morning to race and loves to race. However, he was knocked out of a race a couple couple seasons ago here at Monaco early in the race. And instead of going back to the pit lane, he'd gotten out of the car, you know, left the track, made sure everything was safe, cleared with the medical staff. And then he walked in full gear, including his helmet down the pier and sat on his yacht in his race jumpsuit, took his helmet off, sat on a lawn chair on his private yacht and watched the rest of the race from the Harbor, which you can only do in Monaco anyway, but a great story, great highlight. Go look that up on YouTube uh, later. If you haven't seen it, it's a, it's a very funny Kimi Raikkonen moment, but uh uh, Monaco always has some exciting drama and always has some, some entertainment. So excited for a great race weekend here. Qualifying so, Saturday, race Sunday.
0: And and Monaco is special because there's a very special uh, dress code. Can you guess what the dress code is, Jordan?
1: No, what's the dress code?
0: So in Monaco, it means a dress, skirt, or pants for women and a shirt or polo shirt with a jacket or blazer and trousers for men shorts are not recommended for men or women
1: that's on the race website
0: (laughs) yeah these are just recommendations though obviously you can wear what you want you can sport the team you're cheering for even if it's the oilers um i don't know how many hockey jerseys we'll see in monaco this weekend but we might see some hockey players um you never know what are your what are your final predictions what do you what do you think
1: we're what are your predictions? Well, I mean, every week, every, every, I know, race, how can you not? I feel like it's the same two guys. Um, I know. <laughs> we talked a lot about Bottas. I mean, I could go out on a limb and say maybe he has a good race. I, here's what I would I would suggest. I think it's very likely we see a Ferrari on the podium. I don't know if they'll get past third okay, place, okay. but I, w- I, I would be excited to see that. And I think uh, if they can keep it out of the wall, both of those drivers have a really good chance this week with the car they have to, uh, to compete. And like I said, their practices have been great. So we'll see what happens uh, in qualifying and how well they do. But um, if they can put themselves in a good position on the grid, they got a good chance.
0: Uh, my prediction will, is going to be um, that uh, George Russell is going to have a really good race. You talked about technical drivers. I think he is one of the best on the track um, and I think he's going to have a really, really good race and he's going to get some points for that Williams team, even if it's like one, <laughs> two. <laughs> but you know, it, that, that's good. Uh, okay. Well, that's, uh, that's our podcast this week. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, the race is this Sunday, May 23rd, 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time at the Circuit de Monaco. Uh, watch qualifying listening.
1: Saturday. Watch qualifying. It's going to be exciting at Monaco. Just set your PVR. You can watch the whole race weekend on PVR. All
0: right, thanks for listening this week. We'll see you next week. That was Pit Stop. FitStop Stop Podcast is presented by Hattrick Sports and is a member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. The show is produced by Jordan and Braden Dollar Coltman each week, but mainly Jordan. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Yeah, no, I have seen this. It looks incredible. And their marketing Right, cuz this is
1: their regular car and that orange is, is mm-hmm. papaya orange. Yeah. And so then this is the golf which is inspired by this car. Which is the golf. Sick.
0: Oh, sick. I drive a golf. Oh, that's right. a golf. Oh, yeah, see. golf.
1: not golf. 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 Like the Gulf of Mexico.
0: Yeah. You can yeah. golf in Mexico,
1: too. All right. Thank you.